Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tea with Crema. My name is Chris. I'll be one of your hosts today, and I'm joined by my best friend, Emma. Hey, y'all. Today's episode is us trying out a game that, you know, it was really popular on the TikTok. And so we finally made sure that both of us have a version of this game. We're able to play it. And so today's episode is brought to you by the game. We're not really strangers and not like literally brought to you by the game. That would be super cool. Maybe one day we'll get there, but like we're going to try it out and see what happens when we play that game today. Before we start playing, Emma, what tea did you bring today? Today, I brought English breakfast, a basic, a goodie, but a basic. It's just a regular black tea. Like, it's Ahmad tea. Like, I think this is one of the more popular brands of teas that I can get in Japan. So they just, like, make all these, like, boxes with multi-flavored things. So, yeah, it's just a just a regular, regular one. It says you can drink it with milk or without milk. I'm not much of a creamy tea person, so that's why I drink it without milk and just plain What are you drinking today? Today's tea is called Tiki Tea by Trader Nick's Tea. And it is a pineapple-infused green tea with strong flavors of creamy coconut and a touch of tart hibiscus. These Pacific Island-themed flavors mix perfectly with high-quality green tea leaves. In case you are wondering, it's all hibiscus. Because anytime you put hibiscus in anything, it's hibiscus. So it's a green tea with hibiscus. I luckily don't taste any coconut. I am very happy about that. And I think it's also because there is some pineapple and apple and mango. So it's honestly just like a really fruity tea. Don't really taste the coconut. Not sad about it. Would probably drink again. But if the coconut ever starts coming out, wouldn't. I feel like that's like what Starbucks thinks they're doing with the pink drink. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think that's what they think they're doing. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, it's like all of these tropical flavors. And it's like... It's a Pacific (laughs) Island-themed flavor mix. Ugh. I am, like, rolling my eyeballs right now. My ancestors are rolling over in their graves, everyone. Just wanted to point that out. But I digress. (laughs) (laughs) Today's episode, We Are Not Really Strangers, is a game that quite a few years ago, I think, was really popular on the internet because it... I guess was really helping people get to know one another. And so I will say that I have played it once with my siblings and my mom, and it was interesting. And so we're going to see if it is a like, maybe it's the type of people that you're playing with or like who you're playing with or how committed you are to answering the questions truthfully. I don't really know. But the first time I played it wasn't my favorite experience ever. So we're going to see if one of these other factors makes it a better game or if it's just kind of one of those games that like I personally was like, eh, it's overhyped. Is there anything that you have heard about the game beforehand? Because I know you are much better at the TikTok than I am. Yeah, it was like all over TikTok. I can't remember if it was like during the pandemic or whenever this game came out, it was all over the TikTok, but people were playing it on first dates and were like leaving their like in tears and they were like, this is just like really insightful. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a terrible game to play on your first date, but whatever. And then Chris was like, oh no, like I played it. It's really not that serious. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, people on the TikTok were making it seem like it's like a make it or break it. Like you you make and break relationships with this game. So we're about to find out if the tea with crema will still be the tea with crema at the end of this episode. Maybe that makes me feel like maybe we weren't playing right. I don't know. I feel like 
Nah, we'll see what happens. So just a general overview for anyone unfamiliar with the mechanics of the game. There are three levels of cards. Emma and I will obviously be playing the two-player rules version of the game. We'll just be asking each other the different levels of questions, which are the level one perception questions. So really just like, I don't know, what kind of surface level things do you think about me? The level two connection questions a little bit deeper. And then the level three reflection questions. So we'll see what happens. Also, there are some dig deeper cards. So if at any point during one of the rounds, Emma or or I think that the other person is faking it, then we can push the other person to dig deeper to answer a little bit more authentically. And then there are also some wild cards. Any other ideas, thoughts, opinions that you want to share before we get started, before it's official, before it happens, because you have not played this game ever before. Yeah, I think it's interesting because the beginning, it says like when you're playing with two people, like you're supposed to like stare deeply into each other's eyes. Again, that's like not going to happen. I'm also really bad at staring contests. Like it says whoever blinks first has to go first. And I just like blinked while it's Chris and I were just staring really deeply at each other. So yeah, I do think that some of this, I'm just like, yeah, I think we just got to go. See what happens. I haven't played. So if I cry at the end of this, then first question, what does my phone wallpaper tell you about me? Oh, it's your nephews. That's so sweet. It says, I ain't got no kids of my own, but I do love my family, though. Yes. Yes, indeed. (laughs) I'm just saying, anytime I see people who got pictures of kids that ain't their own, that's where I'm like, oh, you ain't got your own kids. But you love your family, though. You ain't got your own. Okay, that one's easy. Wait, so are you supposed to answer about both people or just the person who, like, asked the question? I think according to the directions, you can. So it says, like, if you option to answer questions, you ask your partner and vice versa. Oh, okay, well, I don't mind. This is my wallpaper. You, okay, Chris's one is, like, a galaxy universe themed. It's the picture from the web telescope, the first picture. Oh, it's the web telescope. So to the untrained eye, if you're someone who's like me, I'm like, okay, he likes space. <laughs> he really enjoyed that grade five space unit and has never, has like, that's like his one thing that he loves. <laughs> I just thought it was a really nice space picture. It is. But you do like galaxy themed things. Like you have your backpack. Mm-hmm. Something about the stars. Your... It also causes me tremendous anxiety, but that's neither here nor there. So... That's a whole different story for a whole different episode. (laughs) My first question. Do you think I'm usually early, on time, or late to events? Explain. Early. And I know you're early because on time to you is still late. (laughs) You don't have to answer that about me. I already know. (laughs) We know that you're just, you know, running late often, sometimes, most of the time. Most of the time. 90% of the time, if we're being completely honest. (laughs) All right. Let's go. Next question. What compliment do you think I hear the most? That you're really positive or funny. Like something in the family of like those two things. You know, like exact wording can like escape me, but like something along the lines of like you're positive, uplifting, like one of those types of people, hopeful, or Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you're really funny, like good times, enjoyable, bright personality type things. But like those would be the compliments that I think. I hear the Mm -hmm. most. I would say, like, I would say for you, I feel like you hear a lot about, like, your, like, leadership. Like, you're a good leader. Like, you kind of just, like, take it and go. Like, I feel like people always kind of, like, compliment your work ethic on top of the fact that you are funny, too. I feel like a lot of people would say, like, oh, he's so organized and, like, has great work ethic and, like, well, like, is such a good leader and, like, takes it on. 
It's so funny because in my head, I was like, okay, that's the answer. But like, maybe she won't say that because she's like, not trying to make me sound like, what's the word I'm looking for? Arrogant, kind of? High on myself? But you're not, though. No, I don't even think it's like arrogant, though. But that's like true. I think I think it's like truly like what people do compliment you on. Those are, in fact, very common compliments. Or yeah, those are very common compliments that I receive. Like, I mean, I've seen you work and I've never worked with you like in that capacity. But I know that that's like you know, even when I've like gone to events with you at like the school and stuff, like that's something that like people just know Chris. I think that's what it comes down to. Like, and for whatever reason they know him, you know, it'd be like that. My question is, what was your first impression of me? (laughs) (laughs) Which to this day, to this day. Okay. We were in our first Texas Wesleyan where we got our master's from Part of our program, we had to go through this one-year probationary program to become teachers. And I swear to goodness that Chris said it. Like, he, we were talking about all the different ways that you can, like, sign, like throw up your gang signs for your college. <laughs> Which is also a very Texas thing. You know, like, A&M has their, like, gigum. Y'all don't do that in California? No. No, we do oh, not. Oh, yeah. All the schools got them. Like, Texas Tech, TCU, A&M, every, Baylor, they all got one. Like, that's a very Southern thing is what I come to realize. Because, yeah, we don't have anything like that. Or at least we didn't at my school. Like, we had, like, ones that we did ironically because we thought it was funny. But it wasn't like, no, this is, like, your identity. Anyway, the Texas Wesleyan, they were teaching us how to do the ram. And they're, like, not with the straight fingers, but it has to be curled. Because if it's curled, then that's, like, the ram. But if it's straight fingered, it's... And they didn't say anything. And Chris was like, hook em. And that's when I was like, oh, okay. So he, like, went to UT and all these things chris still does not remember our first meeting during that time don't recall this happening at all actually (laughs) we have pictures on the bus like it is crazy to me oh no i remember being on the well actually i don't actively i do recall the pictures of us together on the bus which i guess but you don't remember the bus i don't really remember being on the bus did we have the duck at that time Or was that a different time? Yes. Nope. That was the time. And it was like Chris and I were part of a cohort of teachers, like 200 teachers. And there were maybe 50 of us that were teaching in Fort Worth. And he was one of those, like, they're trying to separate us. Like, there's clearly no blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And I was like, I'm just trying to teach in Fort Worth because, like, I asked for Fort Worth. And I was, like, one of the few people who, like, actually asked for the area. And everyone's like, why would you do that? And I was like, because my family's here. Like, why wouldn't I want to live here? But, yeah, one of my first impressions of Chris was, like, oh, he's hella cool. Like, I really thought, like, oh, I want to be his friend. And... I was like, but he, I also think that he's a little too cool for me to be friends with. So I was like, it's okay. Like, we're just not going to be friends. And that's, that's fine. <laughs> Clearly we live different summer lives <laughs> that year. That is too funny. Oh, 2017, the summer of. Did you want that answer? I feel like I know your answer. Okay, let's hear it. What was your impression? Oh, no, actually, I don't actually know what your impression was. Because of my perception of your first impression is that you don't remember me. <laughs> Which, okay, that's not an impression. So exactly. the first time that like I actively remember like us doing something, I don't know why, but we were going to your car in the garage. And it was the first time I had ever seen Carlton. Carlton. And I was just like, once I saw you and I saw Carlton, I was just like, oh, this girl is California through and through. She loves the beach. She loves to have a good time. Like this is, she has committed to this lifestyle. This is not just like, someone who is from California. She is like Californian. (laughs) Like this is her whole thing. I don't know where we were going, honestly, but like 
That's funny. And I do remember going out to your car and then like telling you that. And then you were just like, is it because I'm Pacific Islander? And I was like, no, this car just like screams California. I actually do remember that interaction because you're like, I feel like this is the car that you like roll down all the windows and you're like driving down towards the beach and like. You have the sun the- hat and the glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, that did happen, but it was because the air conditioner was broken. <laughs> we just had to do that. Oh, God. Okay, here's the question. Do you think I was popular in school? Explain. No, but like not in a bad way. And also because if I remember correctly, the way Nahomi explained it was like a lot of people thought that you were like that loud girl. Or maybe it was just like her and her friends thought that like you were that loud girl. And you also like showed up to a new school environment. So I would say like no with students, but yes with teachers. That's the vibes that I get. That is the perfect explanation I've ever heard of my high school career. Not popular with the kids, very popular with the teachers. Probably also the reason why I became a teacher was because of the teachers that I had. Truly encouraging. That is hilarious. I also would like to point out that all of my teachers, when they found out I became a teacher, were like, yep, that tracks. (laughs) I was like, if y'all knew I was going to be so good in education, why didn't you push me towards education? Like... Why allow me to live this delusional lie of engineering? <laughs> like, that sounds like y'all were trying to set me up. <laughs> Professional setup. It really was. Anyway, for you, I'm like thinking the school was pretty small. So I feel like, yes, in a way that like everyone knew who you were. But I don't know. But I'm like also thinking like you were pretty involved. Like you were in leadership, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. in high school. And then also like we're doing like the color guard slash flag yeah so i feel like yes yes you were popular but whether or not you actually like engaged with (laughs) this identity is up to be determined i wish i had a better answer i don't know it's probably very similar to teacher america so yes but no next question yes and and. (laughs) what subject do you think i thrived in at school and did i fail any Math definitely was not good at <laughs> There are some times where Chris and I are just doing basic arithmetic and I'm like, how did how did everyone allow us to teach children? But yeah, I feel like you're a reader, but you're maybe not English either. I don't know. I think like thriving wise, like I feel like you had an interest in science, but did not really take like the sciencey classes. I don't know. I feel like as a student, you're probably just like a solid student all around though. Yeah, I thrived in social studies, though. Ah, true. Okay, okay. I can Mm -hmm. see that. I can see that, which is why you then majored in government. Yeah, because I got a perfect score in the dual credit class. Got a 100. Perfect 100. And was like, okay, we'll start here and see what happens. Do you think that's like, why do you think that is? Think what is? Like, why were you so good at history? It's because I did the work. But yeah, I still have like the personal, this teacher that I had actually like bought me a foundational dockets book, like with a little note inside. Because I guess I just did like oh really gosh. well at it. And so that's why I was like, this is a great start. We'll start here. And then I just committed to, I just enjoyed it. That's the thing. So like I found something that like I enjoyed mm. doing. But you know that college thing where like no one tells you that like, hey, there ain't no money in this. Like there was no one there yeah, who was just yeah. like, but like, what are you actually going to do with this? And mm. so I was like, oh, I studied something that I enjoyed studying like in my free time. And like Got did it. not find that happy medium of like, free time and professional career. 
As for you, you probably thrived in math, you weirdo. And I loved. Math. I would say if you didn't thrive, it would have probably been in probably the opposite, social studies. Yeah, definitely. That was definitely it. Like I was a really strong. I was really strong in English, but yeah, social studies was always like, and that was the one class that I like. I don't know why I insisted to take AP classes for that. <laughs> oh my yes, this question. This is okay. If MySpace were still a thing, what would my profile song be? That's so interesting because I know that you have this weird thing about like music where you're just like, oh, I can't be like hype music all the time. But like also your MySpace isn't like you're all the time. That's just like when you're like visiting your profile. And so it's like a temporary thing. But I don't know. I feel like your profile song would definitely be something by like Megan the Stallion or Cardi. Like I feel like that would be your profile song. Oh, my profile mm-hmm. persona? The energy that you would give people when they visit. I like it. I think yours would be like Bad Bunny, baby. <laughs> Lil Nas X. Like, I'm hype and I'm also bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> Am hype all the time. That checks out. Okay, this next one's kind of like an obvious one. Do you think plants thrive or die in my care? Oh, thrive. And sometimes I feel like they kind of like take on a mind of their own. It's kind of weird, actually. Have given Chris like plants that were on the like about to die. And all of a sudden, they're thriving again. So I think it's just, it's it was me. <laughs> Speaking of which, I think Emma's answered her own question. Because baby dying. And I'm just like, what are you doing to this plant? Nuh-uh. They are thriving right now. I just want to point that out, guys. My plants are, they're doing Her Japanese better. plants are doing better. Her Texas plants were... <laughs> they were a mess. It was a mess. Not great. Not giving it the energy I needed to. Do I seem like a cat or a dog person? A cat person? But, like, um, in a weird, like, because you're always talking about cats. But I really think that you're a dog person. <laughs> like, actually a dog person. Because it's just, like, I don't know. You seem like someone who would really enjoy, like, taking dogs on walks and, like, doing dog people activities. Like, oh, I'm going to go paddleboarding with my dog. Like, that just seems like something you would do. Or going to the bark park. <laughs> yeah. That just seems like a thing. Cat person with dog person energy. Yeah. I get that. You would raise one of those cats that would, like, bark at you. Right. Like, and would go and walk mm-hmm. with me. That's, that would be your cat. Yeah. I like dogs, but I'm allergic to a lot of them. So that's why I like cats, because I'm less allergic to cats. Also still equally allergic, but I would like a dog. Like, that's one thing that Isaac and I have talked about, that when we move back home, like, we're going to get a dog. I think you seem like a... I feel like you give off very, like, cat person energy. I've heard that before. <laughs> I've heard that. But know that you're you're a turtle person, so... So at this point, I'm just like not an animal person. There's just a lot of energy. Last question of round one. What do you think I'm most likely to splurge on? This one's hard. Probably like tech things. Tech slash things that are useful. Does that make sense? Like it's not, you're not very, you're not like a frivolous, frivolous spender. Like, oh, I'm just going to buy it just to say I have it. It's like, oh, and I'm going to buy it and it's going to be very useful. That checks out. I would say you're a, a splurger on food. Like... Going out, going to the nice restaurants, yeah. getting the fancy plates. I mean, if you're going to be there, be there. Getting the appetizers, the entrees. Because like I was not an appetizer person before we met. And then you were just like, no, I want to try the food. So we're going to get an appetizer. And it just, oh, okay. Yeah. So that checks out. That's exactly. That's that's perfectly. That is exactly the definition of all of the things I splurge on. Okay. Level two, getting a little deeper. We'll see. Well, we'll see if it's deeper. Yeah. Level two is connection. First question. Oh, wow. What has been your earliest recollection of happiness? Going to school for the first time. 
<laughs> it's really cheesy. Really? Yeah, like that first day of school. You know, some kids like cling to their parents and they're just like, I don't want to be here. I remember very distinctly like running away from my parents and like immediately talking to people. I was the complete opposite. <laughs> was a stage five clinger in the worst possible way. <laughs> you were that kid. Uh, Exhausting kid. I really was. No, I like cried every single time it was the first day of school. Like my parents hated taking me to school because it was such a big ordeal. Like I had such huge separation anxiety, specifically from my mom. <laughs> Don't leave me. Don't leave me with these dummies. They can't even read, mom. (laughs) The question that I have is, what is the most unexplainable thing that's ever happened to you? I think there's just like so many times where I just feel like I'm so lucky, like in whatever way that means. And I just like, it doesn't make sense. It just kind of happens. And so I've never really understood like, am I just lucky? Or there's been so many instances of that, like... Couldn't find a job, found a job, you know, like in a completely different field. And then, you know, didn't get into all of my dream colleges, but like ended up having the best experiences. And I don't know. I think there's been a lot of things like meeting Isaac, like that. Oh, that to me is actually really still to this day. I can't really understand or wrap my head around how that happened. Like it was just like so so many things had to align for us to like meet in our lives. We had both not been living in that area for most of our lives and then ended up moving to the same town and then going to the same high school. And like, there were so many things that had to happen in order for that to to even occur. Like I was living in Hawaii. He was living in a completely different city. And then for whatever reason, his family moved to Huntington Beach when my family moved to Huntington Beach and like happening happening to be the only Polynesians in our school like that to me yeah I think it's still kind of like unexplainable have not fully understood it just worked out look at that sometimes the fates have a hand you know thanks thanks universe only way to explain it what question are you trying to answer most in your life right now what am I doing what am I supposed to be doing like what is this those questions I knew that I love that. Off top. I'm just like, what is happening here? That was an easy one. Okay. Have you ever told someone I love you, but didn't mean it? If so, why? No, I don't throw my love around like that. Also, I have not been very, I guess, like, I'm not experienced in that way to like, say I love you to people who are not either my family or my friends. So I wouldn't say that I've ever said that and not meant it. I'm also not, yeah, I guess I'm not someone who just like throws that around. Just like, I really feel like there is power in like the word of love. So your question, what would your younger self not believe about your life today? That I didn't go to like a Ivy League college. Really? Yeah. I didn't know Little me was like, you're going to go to Oxford or Harvard or Yale. Little me was on a different big fish, small pond syndrome. Did you apply to those schools? Absolutely not. I applied to Stanford. I also think that part of it was circumstance. I became professionally efficient by middle school. And so if I didn't have to do something, I wasn't going to do it. If I didn't feel like I needed to go all out on something, I did not do it if I got the same result. So like getting auto admin to one of the nation's top schools in the state of tech, like it is one of the nation's top schools, but like also in the state is like the top number one school. Yeah. What's like it? right there. So it's just like, I mean, do I really need to go through the effort of doing all of these other things? And then I don't know, like I explored and like went through the process with Stanford, but I mean, I'm grateful for the fact that like that didn't work out just because even going to UT was hard enough. And UT is a very, very diverse place in terms of 
a lot of different things. Socioeconomic status of the kids that go there, the racial diversity is just, and I'm not saying it's the most diverse place, but it's certainly more diverse than you know, most private institutions, I would say, and still struggled to fit in at UT sometimes just being like one of the poor kids mostly. And so struggling to like do extracurricular activities, because again, there's no like free things in college, it's all paid for. And so I couldn't imagine now, you know, hindsight, trying to like fit in at a school where everyone's families have like real estate portfolios. And we're going to the Swiss Alps for spring break just because and just even where I would imagine, you know, going to school in California, where it would have been a struggle just to get home for the holidays. Right. I am grateful for my experience at a very good, affordable state school where I graduated zero dollars in debt. But yeah, little me would be like, you don't want to try a little harder? Rude. (laughs) Side eye to you, younger self. Little rude self. Mm, Judgy. So then this question is, what's your mother's name and the most beautiful thing about her? Oh, I love that. My mother's name is... We don't have to share who my mother is. (laughs) I think the most beautiful thing about her is... I'm going to like cry. Maybe there's a lot of things that I, I like can't kind of pick but like definitely i think if you think i'm like bubbly like she's even bubblier but i also think that there's a sense of resilience that she's had throughout like our lives and kind of just like showing up for me and my sister in any way that we needed her to and always making us feel seen and that she like loves us and so yeah but i do definitely think that she has this like sense of resilience which i don't think she even gives herself credit for to kind of like come back and like go back into like the industry after you know owning her own company and like doing all these things and like thriving on her own so yeah i would say that what do you crave more of are you gonna me options or like I don't know. That's all it says. It's literally that word. I thought they were going to be like, between these two things, now I understand. Your your inflection made it seem like there was going to be like a choice. Oh, sorry. What do you crave more of? As someone who whose love language is quality time, I would say, just generally speaking, quality time. Just with like different people. So my family and with friends and just like... Just more quality time, I would say. I love spending time with people, even if it's not doing anything fancy. Just like literally just the act of spending time together is really refreshing, refreshing to me. So that would be my thing that I'm craving more of. Hmm. This one we've definitely answered on the podcast before. What is your first love's name and the reason you fell in love with him or her? I guess technically it doesn't have to be the person that we all think it is, but yeah. It doesn't have to be, right? Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine? French fries. No. <laughs> that, <laughs> ma'am, <laughs> dig deeper. <laughs> Crispy. Crunchy. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, definitely growing up, I really felt like I was, like, the ugly duckling. Like, there was a lot of unrequited love. I think I was just a lot for a lot of people. So I think the first person that I, like, really, truly, like, could understand what the word love is was, you know, it's definitely my husband. And I think it was just, like, it, it was time, though. Isaac and I talk about this a lot of like, I didn't like really truly understand what love was until my 20s. 
like as a teenager, you have this like very shallow sense of love and like, oh yeah, I like love this person. But like, what does it truly mean to like be in love with someone who like takes care of you when you're sick or is willing to stay up with you late while you're studying or, you know, cooks dinner for you on a really stressful day. So I think that's that's like the things that made me fall in love with him. And especially because it's like love language is acts of service. And it was just like, that's how he showed his love to me. So there were many times where I was just like, I just want like a gift. But like his gift was like the service that he would like, he could see that I was needing something in that moment and like would do it to like meet that need. So yeah. So it was who we thought it was. It was who we thought it was. Sorry, no juicy tea here. (laughs) What is something you wouldn't want to change about yourself? Would not. So many things. (laughs) (laughs) The whole entire Honestly, my humility. No. <laughs> I'll ask you to dig deeper on that one. <laughs> that I would not change it is healthily a lot of things. Honestly, there are some things that like I would change, but for the most part, like I am generally satisfied with myself in a lot of ways. I genuinely do think that I am an overall kind person. I I have moments, but like overall, I would say I am kind and organized, detail oriented, very thoughtful and dedicated. And just like overall, I would say dare myself to venture out on this limb and be like, I'm a, I'm a pretty good person overall. Just I will give myself good confidently. You know, we can talk about great, but like. A solid three out of five. Easy, easy three out of five. You know, for some people, I could definitely be, you know, I I see they'd be like five out of five. And for others, I could definitely give you like a one and a half. I would never give you a one because like, (laughs) no, that's probably a you thing. But (laughs) easy, easy, easy three out of five. So, so many of the things that I just listed, I do genuinely believe are true about myself and I would not change them. So there's that. I love that. Mm, Healthy level of self-esteem thanks mom you did great that's that part like i really think the the words that your parents speak into you that's why you come up with like such a high sense of self-worth or not right it's all of those things that you hear growing up so Mm -hmm. finish the sentences strangers would describe me as blank only i know that i am blank Mm. i think strangers would describe me as extroverted I really am introverted though. Like it's the things that I like project out or the ways that I think that I kind of like the world perceives me as like, oh, bubbly and energetic and like all of these things. It's so draining to me and I could never like fully place what that came from. Like I would tell people like, oh, I'm actually like really shy. And people would always say like, you're not shy. Like you like go out of your way and introduce yourself to people and like you you know, do all of these different things. But like that to me is like me overcompensating. It actually stresses me out when people feel like they're left out or like are not included. So yeah, I'm actually really introverted and people don't believe me, but I'm like so drained after social interactions. (laughs) My literal favorite thing to do is arguing with someone who's just like, you're not an introvert. You are not me. You have yeah. no idea how exhausted I am by these interactions. Like, you do not know me. Please sit down before. <laughs> by you specifically, sir or ma'am. Those be the ones. So I think that would wrap up our level two. We're entering round three, which is the reflection part. 
I would say like the questions have gotten a little deeper. There was a lot more cutesy laughs in the first round and a bit more like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wait a second now, let me think about this one. Whoa, I'm interested to see whether or not you're going to answer this or not. How does one earn your vulnerability? Have I earned it? And how can I earn more? So I guess the first question, how does one earn your vulnerability? Oh, dear. Okay. I think it's just like a going back to love languages. It just takes time. And essentially just like a, it's going to sound weird, but it's like a passage of small tests through time. You know, I tell you a thing and then like a situation happens where like it would be easier for you to not go forward with like maintaining the whatever, but then you still do anyway. So like those small moments are just like, okay, so like when the going gets tough, you really do maintain that trust or that confidentiality. What was the second one? Have I earned it? More than most people. Yeah. Yes. I think that's a fair assessment. I don't even know. Like, I don't know if I, like, how can I earn more? I would have to go to therapy. Yeah, I feel like there's just like... (laughs) It's a me thing, probably. I've known that, though. You know, we've been friends now for six years. And there's still times where I'm just like, and I just, I think I just know that about you. Of like, okay, I know that this is like a wall and it's not me. It could be me. I think some of it is me, but I think that it's also like, I'm not going to push you in that. Like, yeah, until you're ready for it. Part of it is just like, uh, you know, like marriage is kind of like that commitment where you're like, this is the person and like, this is the thing. For me, there would have to be like an equivalent friend thing to happen Mm. for me to be like, we have crossed like that threshold. And I don't know necessarily what that would look like, even in a relationship, to be like, okay, we have arrived at that point where I know through all of the things, thick or thin, like, it's there. So time will tell how that goes. Time, everyone. Just time. (laughs) Why is this question also about me? Uh Uh-oh. This doesn't make no sense. I feel (laughs) scammed. Attacked. What is this game doing? If you could prescribe me one thing to do for the rest of this month, and we'll just say December, what would it be and why? I'm trying to think of what you need more of. If I could prescribe you one thing to do in the month of December, it would be to find those apples in your day and just like really just like sit on it and enjoy it and then kind of indulge in it too. I feel like, yeah, but I feel like you're also very reflective. So I was, I'm almost like, I want you to like reflect more this month. Like you kind of stated in the beginning with like the level one perception of like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, I want you to like sit with that and like really like figure it out. It's really great timing. Job applications start opening in December. So exactly. Like that's what I want you to do though. Like I feel like it's always been like a movement towards transition and then something you're like, no, I'm going to stay. And I'm like, okay, but whatever that looks like, I want you to find it. Sounds like fun. Come on, December. Every day. Every day. Just a little bit. Mark my words. By the end of December, Christopher is going to be living in Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all keep playing with me. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) So, yeah. I want you to reflect. Truly reflect. Cry a little. That's what I should have done. Cry every day. Okay, that's a lot. (laughs) Gives me a headache. (laughs) Do you believe everyone has a calling? Why are all these questions about me? No, and then the next part. There's a second part. Um, no. Hmm. Okay, well, now you can't answer the next part. It says, if so, do you think I found mine? Also, no. Fair assessment. Yeah, I just... (sighs) Okay, I just think that we both do education because it just worked out. Accidentally. (laughs) 
It is convenient. And it just happened. If we had callings, I don't think this would be... I don't think this would be it. I think if anything, the most appropriate thing would just be like a lack of guidance in the formative years to make really thoughtful decisions. Because mm. again, we both ended up studying majors that at this point we're so far away from that like there's no recalibrate. Like what happened? So do I think all people have callings? No. Do I think some people have callings? Yes. Do I think that if you had a calling, have you found it? No. Would you say for yourself? Also, no. <laughs> no and no. I think I do have a calling. And I think that I have found facets of my calling, but I've not fully realized it yet. Oh, I, I agree 100% with that statement of what you just said. Like, it's more about finding, like, you found the pieces that you want to do. And it's now just like pivoting it into a thing, which I feel like when it does happen, it's going to be like, this was so obvious. <laughs> like, why didn't we just do this sooner? It's going to be great. Well, this next question. I don't know what's going on in this game. Is it back to you again? What about me? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you know, it's like maybe these last questions, we just got started on this round. Maybe that's it's just the first half, you know? <laughs> what do you think my weakness is? Ah. Why is this game like this? I think in some ways, like you kind of touched on it a little bit of not like putting people through the ringer of friendship. <laughs> And I wouldn't even say that's like a weakness. I, like, I think a lot of people should have higher standards in their friends. But I think in the same way, it's kind of stopped you from becoming like good friends with people that it could have happened with. Because whatever reason, like in the beginning of the relationship, it was enough things to like turn you off from being friends with them. And as we get older and our prefrontal cortex is fully developed, like I think that certain relationships would have been really helpful or like would have been more meaningful like i i remember like when we first became friends and you're like yeah like why am i going to be friends with all these people that are going to leave in two years and i was like that's like the beauty of it like <laughs> you have places to go in two years you know and you have but in the same way that i think that that's one of like a weakness i also think it's a strength because you do build such like strong bonds with the people that you have invested in so I think it's like a double-edged thing. Like it's one thing to have many acquaintances, but it's a one thing to have like really good friends, which I would say that you do have like really good friends. The ones I count amongst that collection of people. It's a really solid group. Would you say I'm correct in that assessment or? I would say I have many weaknesses and that would be an appropriate description of at least one of them. My question, what has this conversation taught you about yourself? See, this question's about you now. I think it's taught me about like, like the questions that I don't like the things I don't reflect on often. Like I think you and I have had many of these conversations, but there's also been conversations that have not like because you know, I'm sensitive or because you know, I would cry. <laughs> like that we haven't really addressed of like, no, I think this is like how you're perceived or like, I think this, this is like one of the things that you need to work on. So I think it's also like been reflective for me, even though I'm asking the questions, like I'm also thinking in my head, like, okay, if I asked, if I were to ask you, like, what is one of my weaknesses or like even the calling question, like I was not that I'm surprised. Cause I agree. I think we both talk about like, no, <laughs> not it. like this is not the long term, but you know, like to actually hear it, like said out loud of like, Mm, this is not it it's kind of sad a little bit too it is it is a little sad because you know like i've uprooted a lot of things to make this happen and it's not like okay tomorrow i'm quitting my job so if anyone at my job listens to this y'all i'm not leaving anytime soon i gotta this is a pivot like i gotta make things work for me. 
a little bit. I did sign a contract, so I will be here till next year. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's like having those really honest conversations of like, it sucks because we're really good at what we do, but it's like, we're not fulfilled in what we're doing. So I think if anything, that's it's taught me that. It's taught me that it's time to like start making moves. Like really reflect on it. Also, we're like yeah. 30, so you can't just be out here like doing crazy like. <laughs> 30 is so young to me though. It really is. Like it's so young to me. Like I think of my sister and a lot of I've had this conversation recently too of like what was my almost like model for pivoting, you know, like careers and things like that. Like my sister was doing her thing until she was 30 and then pivoted completely into an industry which she had always thought about and like loved and had two kids while doing it. And like I wouldn't say that her journey is the most you know, the easiest one, but it's definitely one that's taught me that it's possible. So we're still really young, Christopher. This might be the year. Okay. <gasps> why do you think we met? And don't give me none of that, like, oh, it's because we're both teachers. No, why do you think we Could met? Could you imagine that's the reason? No. If anything, it would be because we're both people who happen to be teachers. But I would say, I don't know, I feel like it's hard to know why you've met a person until... Almost the end of those interactions. Because it's hard to... Dum, dum, dum. That hindsight, 2020. But so far, like in this exact moment, I think having a support person through the early years of starting a career was important. We were also really good pandemic buddies, which was like not undervaluing that experience at all. Having a person to be able to talk to because I know granted you were with Isaac and your mom. So you weren't like in a silo, but I was definitely like living alone at the time. So I know how much harder that experience would have been truly isolated. And especially with my family, not in the city and just like, so I think that has been really helpful. I think having someone around that kind of finds that like happy medium of challenging without going to that limit of like, no, you're exhausting. <laughs> you try new things when you're comfortable, but like if you're being like peer pressured into things constantly, and it's just like, Oh my God, I have to hang out with this person again. But I feel very confident that we're exploring things in a more natural capacity. So at with our limits in mind and it's all, happening that the way it's supposed to in the grand scheme of like, you know, the unexplainable things, like this would be one of those like unexplainable things. And we just won't know. We might not ever know first and foremost. Right. Um, and if we do know, it'll probably be closer to the grand end of things. This is one of those things. I just don't know if I have that answer, if that makes sense. No, I, I understand completely. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't know. And that's, I think, when I reflect on like friendships that I'm like no longer really close with people, like at the end, I'm like, oh, okay, like that taught me, you know, this. So I think there's definitely like some lessons that I've like learned from you and like take with me into places that I go. But I would say like, we won't know until we know. <laughs> and again, we might not ever know. Yeah, that part. Love that. Okay. My question is, what is one thing that you want to let go of this year? Like Elsa. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Worrying about what people think. I think especially in this new role, I've more so felt like there was a lot of like things that are being perceived of what I'm doing and maybe the intention behind it. And like, I can't 
you can't lead in that way. Like, yes, you can have some like, yeah, you should be mindful of certain things, but you can't live a way that's questioning every time. Okay, what are people going to think? What are people going to think? Like, sometimes you just have to make the decision because it's the better decision. And regardless of the pushback you get or like the reaction to it, knowing that it's going to be something that you have thought through and like you can trust yourself. So I think that's a lot of like, I just want to trust my gut more. And I don't know if it's just like from inexperience or being new, but yeah, I just want to trust my instinct more that what I'm doing is not harmful in the grand scheme. So letting go of insecurities. That part. Okay. Your last question. Oh, I love this one. What would be the perfect gift for me? <laughs> oh my gosh. The perfect gift would be- I love it because be you don't like gifts. <laughs> a microwave. <gasps> no, an oven. I don't need a microwave. An oven's impractical. I thought you, like, it's an oven. How would you even, I guess in my head, because like it's embedded in the kitchen. So like, you can't just like give someone an oven. You sure can. Where would you put it? Is there physical space? Yes, there's space. It's not like, okay, I'm not obviously not getting like a big, like an oven that you Come through, easy bake oven. You better get that light bulb. That's kind of what it looks like though. It's like, like a tabletop. It's like a conventional oven, but it's not a toaster oven. It's like an actual oven. I just know that my coworker has one and it fits on her tabletop and that's what I want. That was an interesting level three question. Kind of like, okay. Yeah, I feel like that's like a- Level one. Unless they're trying to say like, what would be the perfect gift? Like, if I could have a talent, what would that be for you? Oh, is that what the- oh. I don't know. No, I don't to interpret it that way. After you said level three, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's what they're saying. Like, oh, I would gift you the gift of time. <laughs> the gift of love. Hell, the gift of friendship. you imagine? <laughs> what are you trying to say? I ain't got no friends. <laughs> Rude. Last question. What do you think our most important similarity is? I think like our drive almost, or even not even our drive, like our commitment to like improving ourselves. I think that's like an important similarity that you and I have. Like we're both equally, I would even say, yeah, like our drive, like we're both equally driven and ambitious. And I think that that kind of helps us to continue to like grow and like even push each other in that way. I think that's one of our more important similarities. I think we do have many similarities, but I think that that's like one of the things that I definitely value of like, oh, I want to do this. And you're like, okay, do it. <laughs> like, you know, in the, in the same way that you'd be like, oh, I want to do this. I'm like, okay, then what's stopping you? Like, do the thing. <laughs> uh, it's just me stopping me. What do you think? What What do you think is our is an important similarity that we have? It's really interesting. I guess the really oh, what is the most important similarity? Because I can think of a lot, but I don't know if I would define them as like the most. Like we really like food, and like yeah, we are like driven to like do things. But I'm like there has to be similarities that like really help. Our dynamic. That really help the dynamic in a way that allows it to... Because, like, other people like food. Yeah. Other people are also equally ambitious. I wouldn't actually say that that's, like, our most important one, though. Like, we're both driven. I don't know. Like, I think that there's a lot, but I wouldn't say that there's any one of them that are, like, equally... I think we're both funny. That's why we have a podcast. I think we both equally need therapy. <laughs> Maybe. I think a similarity in, like... Uh, how do I, it's like core energies in that, like, I do think that we have a lot of similarities in the way that we approach just like life in general would probably be like the big thing. So in the sense that like recognizing things, I would say we are reflective, if not 
forever in our lives than at least in the time that like we have overlapped as people. I would say this has probably been like the most reflective I've ever been in my life ever. But then also, you know, being open to trying new things and being self starters. Because I will say that like, it's one thing when it feels like someone else is constantly pushing you to try new things. And it can be kind of exhausting. I like it's a balance of I never feel like I'm always dragging you to things. And I don't feel like you're always dragging me to things. I do feel like it's a like, oh, I tried this thing. Let's try it. Or like, I read about this thing. Let's try it. And like, it feels like it's a very mutual exchange as opposed to like, and I guess you could say the same thing about ambitions. It never feels like I'm like dragging you to like keep up in terms of like ambitions or like with yourself even. And so it's always just like, I read this book. I think you should read it. Okay, cool. Let me give it a try. Vice versa. I watched this movie. Think you should try it. Like this experience, this thing. And so it, it just feels like it's a very like mutual. It's a very mutual experience. I like it. What a good way to end the game. So we will call it the official end of this particular round of playing the game. I would say I could have definitely like I could play each round longer. I think I would play this game again with others. So I've kind of avoided playing it with other people because I didn't feel like it went over super well. But I think it also depends on like what you're trying to get out of it. So I think if you're thinking of this as like a hype Uno type style game where you're just going to be like learning new things while also doing this like fast paced kind of thing, then like, you're right, it probably isn't going to be that. It is definitely like a slower pace game. So overall, I would say my revised score, because when I first played, I was like, this is blurring, one and a half, two stars. So I would say chemistry is everything, but this game definitely I has the potential to be like, for me, three and a half, four stars. I don't know if I'll ever play this game crying. Yeah, but I could see, I could see how it could make people emotional. I think that it's interesting because like the creators, they have that little note and it's like, one, we play safe and then two, we play to grow. So I think it all depends on like the intention behind it. Yeah. Like, like what you said, right? You can't just come into this thinking it's like a getting to know you. Like you have to, you could play it to get to know someone, but I think you should play it to connect almost. Like I think it all sets, it depends on like the intentions you set behind mm-hmm. it. But it definitely requires a little bit of slowness intentionality to it do you have a rating that you would give it um i think yeah it's like a solid three four out of five i would give it a four out of five like i'd be really interested to play this with isaac given you know our history and like that we've known each other for so long i'd be i'd be interested to see if there's like questions we haven't explored before there is also a couples edition oh maybe we should try that one with that it is time for our rabbit fire question all right what do you got today i feel like my question is so unserious (laughs) compared to what we just talked about well sometimes you need that my question is if you met a partner a person who had kids and they were unattractive would you still date them if the kids were unattractive yes knowing that this is like i guess it's more like you knowing that this could be your progeny well considering i don't plan on add no more it probably would not be an issue for me. I saw it on the TikTok. People were vile, first of all. 
That's so rude. And I was like, all kids are beautiful in their own way. You know, also kids don't look like kids forever. They glow up most of the time. Mm-hmm. They definitely be changing. It's just weird. Like your partner could have been an ugly kid and now they're like a beautiful person. It's also about the way you carry yourself. I think if when people are told that they're ugly, like, you know, the words that you speak into your kids. TikTok does not surprise me though. Right. Exactly. Would you say your answer would be like, it's no biggie. It would be fine. Yeah, I would say it's no biggie. As someone who grew up as an ugly kid, like, (laughs) and is still waiting for their glow up, you know, it's fine. (laughs) Just love me. Just love me. So mine is a love language based question. And so just like a quick little overview. So you have some framework in case you are not familiar with the five love languages. Also do check out that episode. The link will be in the everywhere. They are physical touch, gifts, acts of service, quality time and words of affirmation. And so the scenario came from my brain. I was just sitting in work one day and it just came to me. And so it is what love language does the following scenario fit? You come back from work and your partner has all of the lights down. There are flower petals on the floor. The candles are lit. The romantic music is playing and dinner is ready to go. It is truly that full experience What love language or languages would you consider this to be? Gifts. I said both gifts and acts of service when I first heard this and then settled on gifts. But then I realized afterward, after I had said that, that you said love language parentheses is. (laughs) So yeah, I would say gifts and acts of service. What would you say? I feel very confident that it is quality time and acts of service. I will say that I have not gotten the same answer from anyone that I've asked. And like when I initially asked the question, I definitely asked with languages in mind because I don't necessarily think that any one thing is ever fully one love language in its entirety. But I've definitely gotten like all sorts of answers. But I do think a lot of it has to do with that person's a like personal interpretation and then also like their preference for like their own love language preference and so i have found that i found it to be quality time and acts of service because those are my two preferences and i would view that act as those languages and i want to say gifts and acts of service are also yours Mm -hmm. and then it works out that like acts of services are also isaac's so did you ask him yeah when I asked him, he said acts of services, mm. which I thought was very interesting. This this question is very, like, I feel like it's very similar to, like, the white and gold, blue and black dress. <laughs> like, I think it could easily be something that's argued. But all I know is anyone who comes to me talking about it, it's words of affirmation, where? That's the only love language that I'm like, <clears throat> But I could see it being that of, like, someone is saying that they want these things and then almost, like, I don't know. I know that's stretched. Not, yeah, it is. It is. But Emma, where can people find the podcast? You can find our podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the Tea with Crema. If you'd like to buy us a cup of tea, you can also Venmo us at the Tea with Crema. We're also streaming on all of your favorite platforms. We hope to see you next time. Bye. <laughs>